and welcome to Look What You Made Me Read, the podcast all about books and forcing your best friend to read the books you want to read. As always, we we have, you have, our two lovely... What am I saying? My intro is no <laughs> it's going wild. I tried to switch it up, it doesn't work. Okay. You're I'm not as good as improv as I am. No, obviously not. <laughs> It's chaos. Uh, Val, that's me. I'm 50% of your hosts. And I have my other half, Kat. Not my real other half, but she might as well be. Um, She's also here, as always. Hi. Um, (laughs) So today we have our second um, pick for Queer Month uh, for our Pride Month series. Yay! Um, And it's my pick. Um, so we're going to be delving into Lose You to Find Me by Eric J. Brown. And die hard, look what you made me read, fans. If you were here last year, mm. you would know yes. that all that's left in the world was our both of our top books, top podcast, of podcast books of 2022. So I'd say, I'd say definitely uh, in the top five of books I read yeah. in 2022 in general as well. Yeah. Like, I haven't actually done a top five or anything, but I can pretty much guarantee you All That's Left in the World by, also by Eric J. Brown uh, would yeah. definitely be up there. It was such a good book. So. Such a good book. We loved it so much. Uh, yeah. It'll be episode. interesting to see uh, how we feel about his uh, sophomore yes. book. See if it lives so, up to The Hype? The, no, yeah. The <laughs> Whatever. Um, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> yes, stick around. But as usual, first we're gonna probably talk about some other stuff. So yeah, Cat, how are you? I'm good. I've good. been okay. So I'm ashamed to say that the first book I read during Pride Month uh, <laughs> was a straight. Emily Henry book, but <laughs> to make up for that, which we will discuss in a second, because I did yeah. see on Goodreads that you have also finished it. But yes. before that, I want to do a quick fire round of the four queer books I read this week. Please do. Um, quick fire round reviews. Um, so first one I read, <laughs> The Dangerous Art of Blending In by Angelo Surmelis is, um, don't know if I said that author's name correct, <laughs> I apologize, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a lovely book, it was kind of sad, um, very kind of, a coming of age, introspective, uh, perspective, um, it, it was, it was lovely, it was sweet, and I love angst, and there was a lot of angst, um, nice, you know. Uh, yeah. So that's my quick review for that. Next, The Inevitable Victorian Victorian Thing by E.K. Johnston. Okay. Um, has a really weird kind of um, sort of... Uh, uh, it's like in a, it's set in our world as if like there had never been like colonization. So it's like Victorian age, but there's no like racist racism or homophobia. It's very, okay. It's it's very strange, but um, so it's kind of a weird world that I feel like you don't fully dive into. Um, and it was nice and interesting, but the romance at the center of it was kind of bland. Yeah. Um, so it was like, it was okay. 2.5 stars. Sorry, I should have said art of the dangerous art of blending in is four stars. This one, 2.5. Okay. Um, next I read the dead in the dark, uh, by Courtney Gould. Um, this one was a good book. 
but it had so much potential and it was let down by one of the main characters. She was just so annoying and I I don't know how I was supposed to like root for her and this other girl when she was just like a bitch. Like she was mean. <laughs> and, and and they were acting like she wasn't. Like she cuz basically about this like this girl who has uh two dads who are like ghost hunters. And they go back to their uh, hometown, which is the small homophobic hometown. Mm-hmm. And turns out there's like, they have a dark history with that town. But that's also supernaturally. And she goes and her, uh, their daughter uh, comes there with her and she meets a girl there. And the girl's the one who's a bitch. Um, and Because she's like so defensive of her super homophobic town and, and is also like a bitch and is just like fine with her friends being like homophobic and assholes and it's very frustrating to read like her point of view and her actions yeah and but i loved the family like the two dads and the daughter i loved all three of them i thought they were so interesting and the like uh one of the dads has like some very uh compelling angst and as i said i love me some angst but that and because we get PO, uh, the point of views in the book that we get is from the two girls. It's yeah. like half of it I love, half of it I hate. So it was a struggle. It had a lot of potential, but they really fumbled the ball with that one character. So I gave it three stars. Okay. Um, and then finally, I finished this today uh, called Small Game by Blair Braverman, which is about a reality show where they took like five strangers and they just have to survive in the woods for like six weeks and it's all about like see what kind of civilization they might create together in six weeks or whatever um uh, they go in there immediately one of them is like i don't feel safe i'm leaving so he get leaves the show so there's only four left um about uh like four weeks three weeks or four weeks into this um uh, the crew disappears <laughs> like they just don't come back one morning okay and they're like but there was like there's cameras in the woods like set up just yeah. so they could film even if the crew isn't around uh so they're like oh it's probably like the weekend or a holiday or something you know at first but then they never show back up they eventually okay. go discovering they find that their camp has been abandoned and they're like what's happening and so it was a very intriguing. It was very interesting. I was fascinating. I was like, what's going on? This is so interesting. <laughs> and the whole survival aspect of they're isolated in these woods. And they have literally like nothing. They have yeah. to fully survive on their own. And it was very interesting. But they fumbled hard on the ending. The ending was such a disappointment. It was so <laughs> boring and, un- and just like... They're like, anyway, so it's like the author was just like tired of writing the book. And she was like, so yeah, and that's the end. <laughs> and you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> and, and and if it was like, so like it was intriguing. And I feel like it was trying to be more kind of just like a, a, a book about this main character and how she has survived or whatever. And how she's lived her whole life. Because she has these like crazy survivalist parents or whatever, and that's why she has all this knowledge and why she came on. And it's yeah. like kind of like a more character driven story instead of the plot, even though the plot is so intriguing. Um, I was like, okay, I guess that's what you were going for. But also at the core of it, again, the romance is so lacking because the love interest 
just like did not seem that into her. <laughs> like it seemed yeah. like so it's like two girls and and it just really seemed like our main character who was we were in the point of view of is like super in love with this girl and she's kind of like giving barely anything. And yeah. then by the end we're supposed to root for them, but I'm I'm feeling like by the end the only reason they're still together is they have like trauma <laughs> in common at this yeah. point and that's the only reason so it doesn't feel sweet or romantic and I think it's meant to be uh, yeah so it was just like so if you're gonna do a more character thing instead of the the events that's happening which is kind of what it left you with by the end because the ending is just so blah like it, it was it and it ended up not being this huge intrigue you know of what happened to the crew why are they still stuck there it didn't yeah. end up being that and if that's not it then you'd hope that at least the romance that you've been building up would be interesting, but it's not. So yeah, it really felt, it's too bad. Cause I was really into it. I was like, I didn't want to stop reading. I was so into it. And then the ending, which really left me disappointing. disappointing That's the thing with rather. books like that as well. Cause it's like, yeah. If um, if a book starts a bit crappy but ends really well, like the end is kind of like what you're left with because yes, that's the last bit you exactly. read. So you can kind of get away with it if it's like crappy beginning, slow beginning, but then mm-hmm. picks up really well. But if it's like really good in the beginning and then it just flops, then that's all you're left with. So yeah. it kind of, the beginning doesn't even like make up for it. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so that was unfortunate. Um, but... So I ended up giving it 2.25 stars. I got really okay. specific. I felt like two was too harsh, but yeah. I was really annoyed at the end. So I was like, <laughs> no. So those were the four books I read. Sadly, not a great start. Yeah. I Month. also, um, Happy Place is the only one that has ruined my queer book streak this month as well. Yeah. Um, because I, I yeah, I'm read... I'm sorry about that. No, that's fine. <laughs> I was going to read it anyway, um, but um, I read The Secret Lives of Country Gentlemen. That was like my first book of the month. And Loved. can I just say, I just I saw today on Goodreads that you put it at five stars. Tell yes. me, tell me all your feelings, what you thought okay. and everything. So in the beginning, I yeah. wasn't sure I was going to dig I knew, book. but I knew you had to keep going. <laughs> and I kept going. And as soon as you find out that the person that he's, like, going to court and, like, testifying against is Kent. I was like, I'm fucking in to this book. Right. Give it, give everything to me right now. I'm ready for it. And it just kept giving and giving. uh, Right? Loved it so much. Like, it's a great romance, but also the plot is so The plot is so gripping. I'm like, yes, these pirates, these smugglers. (laughs) So interesting. Love it. (laughs) I know, it's a I was like, usually these kinds of romance, you know, I'm in it for 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 the romance for the couple. <laughs> yeah. But this one, I was like, damn, the plot yeah. is really the plot is good as well. <laughs> really good plot. I was Although so still a lot of traveling, uh, which we <laughs> yeah roadblocks with before. <laughs> There's a lot of horseback riding and like hours of traveling, but it wasn't as bad. I I forgive it. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> They made it work for this. They made it work. It was great. I highly recommend. Um, Thank you for the recommendation as well. My pleasure. Um, And the second one was The Song of Achilles, which, fuck that book. (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) It's a good Um, book. It's just really depressing. Literally. I was like, so you know this story, but basically (laughs) I'd seen this book 
everywhere, all over BookTok, all over Goodreads, like everywhere that you could possibly yeah. see a book, I'd seen it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's just the story of Achilles and Troy and all of that. I know that story. Uh, I've mm-hmm. read it a million times. I've seen it a million times. I don't need to read it again. And then I find out that it's uh, tagged LGBT on... I can't I'm believe like, you didn't know Wait that. Wait a second. I didn't. I actually didn't. That's crazy, I don't know why. Why else would I recommend it to you? <laughs> Literally, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't even think, think about I that. Cared about this book. <laughs> it all makes sense now. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, now I'm into reading it. And for some okay. reason, you know, Greek tragedies are Greek tragedies. And I was like, it's not going to be a tragedy. It's just going to be a fun retelling and it's going to end fine. And then it just keeps going and it keeps getting worse and worse and more tragic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. And it left me <laughs> depressed. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I it's a great book. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah, see, so I didn't sad. know. Yeah. I, I didn't know the story of Achilles. I only yeah. know him as the other myth, like with the um, uh, he, uh, Achilles heel. Yes. Uh, which is like a different mythology than the one that's told in the Song of Achilles. And yeah. um, <laughs> so I didn't know anything really about this. Yes. Like, I honestly didn't really know anything much. I mean, I knew like Helen of Troy, but like only from like the version that's like in DuckTales. Like, I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> I <love that>. like, <laughs> like, I didn't know the actual uh, mythology or whatever. Yeah, so, when he's like putting on Achilles' armor, I'm like, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> like, see, I, I already just, like, like sobbing. I'm like, know. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's gonna happen. Well, I was like, this doesn't sound right, good because, like, uh, I mean, in the story, they talk about all these, like, prophecies or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe we shouldn't follow prophecies. They suck. Let's, like, run away. <laughs> yeah. Please. Yeah. And they just kept going along with what like, would lead to stop. prophecies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so now I need another retelling where they say, fuck everyone we're yes going away now fuck this war yeah. goodbye and they live happily ever after i mean That's what I'm song, of, song of achilles and um a little life are like two of the books that made yes. me sob the most yes. and they're the books that i think traumatized me to the point where i struggle wanting any book that'll make me sad and i'm like yeah. i just need happy endings only now like yes i mean definitely a little life more than song of achilles yeah but yeah <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like cried intermittently for like a week. Oh my god! Like you'll you'll be like chopping onions, and you'll just have to stop and like literally contemplate just, like, everything. I, I I I briefly talked about it to like my friend at work like a few days after finishing, and I had to stop because I started getting choked up. And I'm like, oh never god. mind, we're not talking about this because I will yeah. cry. Yeah. So yeah, that book traumatizing it is traumatizing Ugh, absolutely tra- anyway um, speaking of, tra- <laughs> speaking of uh, traumatizing let's talk about yeah. So the whole point of this was you wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So I read it yeah. in two days. So I was ready. Um, I love that for you. I'm so happy. So let's do it. So I, I, yeah, I read Happy Place by Emily Henry. And I was like, oh my God, I really want to talk about it. But 
I know Val probably wants to read it as well. So yeah. I forced her, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very easily influenced. And I don't know how you felt about this book, but I hated it. <laughs> oh, my. Thank you. I fucking... hated <laughs> it too? Thank yes. God. Yes. This book oh, is... This is because, so I mean, <laughs> it's like my biggest, like, pet peeve. I know. You know, is like the the communication issues. And this book yes. is riddled this, with it. There is no... And like, it was the worst one. Like, the, I think it's the worst miscommunication book the worst I've ever a hundred percent the way these people yeah. behave you would think I don't know like you, they're they're supposed think, to be adults <laughs> so what's their names Harry and Wynn okay so you would think Harry and Wynn um have been together for maybe two months considering literally. how much they literally. but apparently they've been together for eight years and broke up in a four minute phone call and never <sighs> spoke about it again and like, she blocked like when she blocked him and she was like, because they, like, she blocked him straight away and then, like, years later they're, like, reconnected or whatever. And he, she's like, oh my god, you left me. And and he's like, no, you fucking blocked me and I tried to message you. And but she's also, like, oh. <laughs> but, but I blame him. Like, he's the one who broke up with her for barely but any reason. And then, and then because she doesn't reply to texts, he gives up and is like, I yeah. guess she hates me. <laughs> Like, the guy, okay, no, what happened was, they were on a phone call, she says, a guy uh, kissed me against my consent, and he's like, we should break up. Oh, I can't. What do you think she's gonna think? What the hell do you think she's thinking? Like, and he's like, wait, you thought I broke up with you because of that guy? That's a weird conclusion to me. No way, that's not why. I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Literally, you would think they barely knew each other. Like they don't Literally. act like a couple that knows anything about Any, each other. I'm yeah. sorry. Like, and then like I... that, just the whole rest of the book, even like the oh, yeah. present stuff, is riddled with miscommunication oh, and hate, just like not talking to each other about <laughs> your feelings and shit like that. It's just like it would be so like this book would be five pages if you just like talk so, to each other. Like it was so unnecessary. Yeah. Literally. And then even the friends do it as well. Like, you're supposed to be best friends since, like, college. And you're just like, you can't even talk to each other. Like, so annoying. Yeah, like, near the end where, uh, like, Cleo kind of goes off on Sabrina, like, two of the friends, um, I was like, you know what would be great? If they just acknowledge that they've grown apart and to leave it at that. I'm like, it would feel way healthier than them being like, no, we're actually best friends and everything's good again. (laughs) Honestly, I think you guys should take some time (laughs) apart. I think this is actually unhealthy. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe you guys Uh, should like take a break. (laughs) Cause I, so I like, I started this book and I already could tell I was not going to like it, but I was like, I kind of want to finish it just to have read all the Emily Henry books. And I, I wanted and okay, this is another thing. It was just like me being uh, a bit silly, but I was like, I want to be justified in my hate of this book. So I have to finish it so I can like say with certainty I hate it. Because like, <laughs> I don't want to be like, oh, I read like two chapters and I hated yeah. it. So I DNF'd yeah. it. And people like, but it gets so much better. And I'd be then I would second guess myself, you know? Yeah. So I, I wanted to finish so I could be like, I read all of it and it all sucked. So You want to justify your hatred, which is fair. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But like, so because then the way it starts is like, first of all, I'm not a huge fan of exes to lover um, mm-hmm. trope because usually if they become exes, there's a reason. And so I'm already like 
y'all just move on. <laughs> you should <Yeah>. just move on. <laughs> I, 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 and I genuinely thought at the beginning that maybe it was actually she's going to meet someone on this vacation and and she's going to go off with him. I was like, yeah, because he kind of like sucked, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I was like, so I was like, oh, maybe actually he's not the love interest. And then it kept going. I'm like, oh, he is the love interest. <laughs> he's definitely but, the love interest. <laughs> <laughs> but the second trope that I'm like just so over, and I feel like romances use it so much nowadays, is the fake dating trope. Mm-hmm. And I am so over it. I just find yeah. it so uninteresting. Like, and yeah. everyone's obsessed with it. And I don't understand. Like, because like, because they haven't told any of their friends that they had broken off their engagement so so now that they're all on vacation together they're pretending they're still together and you know it's meant to be like oh forced proximity blah 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 but but what's funny is that this whole vacation they're spending time together because they're pretending they're still together and yet still manage to never fucking have a real conversation like yeah it's so annoying yeah yeah Uh, no I yeah completely agree and I think honestly to me Harry was like one of the most annoying characters I've ever read in my life she was like she was so like one of those like I'm not like other girls kind of characters it's just like (laughs) so annoying and like her jokes and the way she like like people don't oh, talk the humor like was that. so like, bad <laughs> the humor in this book don't was actually so have conversations like that and like yeah. nothing happened in this book there was actually yeah. no plot really yeah actually there really wasn't another thing that I knew near the beginning that I wasn't gonna like this book is when uh they're so they all for 10 years or whatever they've been going to one of the characters Sabrina's Uh, dad's vacation house in like Maine or something and so at the beginning of the book uh Sabrina tells them that her dad is actually selling the house so this is the last time they can have a vacation and they're all so upset about it and then they're like uh any chance that we can buy it they're like no it's a six million dollar house and I was like uh wait what I was like hold up so you entitled little bitches have had had <laughs> 10 vacations in a six million dollar home yeah. and for free because yeah. you've just been using this girl's dad for <laughs> for 10 years have had 10 vacations there and you guys yeah. are still gonna be like bitching and whining about losing the six million dollar house that was never any of yours in the begin to start with like <laughs> yeah. shut the fuck up <laughs> I have no sympathy for rich people fuck that <laughs> And then on top of the whole, like, like, like they hadn't told their best, 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 best friends that they had broken up for months. Yeah. Not only that, the best friends actually knew and then plotted this whole thing to bring them together without them knowing. And I'm like, this is fucked up. (laughs) This is so toxic. There's miscommunication going everywhere on, like, it's on acid. It's on 130%. It's awful. Dude, when I found out that the friend, Sabrina, which don't yeah. get me start much how much I hate Sabrina, but yeah. when I found out that Sabrina had literally manipulated her friends because she decided she knew better what was for yeah. them than they yeah. knew, I was so over it at that point. I mean, I was already yeah, over it, but her. I was like, yeah. not only does Harry and Wynne suck, the two main characters, but <laughs> Sabrina super fucking sucks and i was like cleo please run away from these people you have a chance to still be an okay person just run away 
go yeah, to your literally. farm with your girlfriend and run yeah. away. Cleo and Kimmy were probably the only like, and they're like barely in it. They're probably like the best characters. Exactly. They're just like lesbians who own a farm, and it's like they're living their yeah. best life. Good for you guys. And you know, but they're probably the only like likable characters because. They were barely in it. If yeah. if Emily Henry had a chance, she probably would have yeah. fucked them over. True. And also, so literally right before you said you were going to talk about it on the podcast, I saw yeah. a TikTok of someone like almost crying over the book. And she was like, this is probably the best book I've ever read in my entire life. Girl, like, I'm going to say. And I was like, oh, okay. So like, maybe I have some <laughs> high hopes. And then I was reading it. I was like, what the fuck am I like yeah. that poor yeah. girl like if this is Did the best book the you've ever book? read <laughs> yeah like what is are you reading the first book you've read <laughs> or maybe it's her first book uh, all she's read before this has been Colleen Hoover so yeah <laughs> so she's like oh my god this is such a good book and she got so yeah. used to the shit she's read Happy Hoover. Place and The Atlas Six and that's it and she's like oh my <laughs> yeah, god <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then finally, my final thing, it's so minor, and it's like right at the beginning, but I, but it was like a bad omen. <laughs> and so I don't know how you feel about this, because I know we have a different uh, taste when it comes to perfume. But at the beginning okay. of the book, <laughs> they mentioned, I think it's Sabrina, but I don't recall. It could have been Cleo. I don't know. Uh, but Harry mentions that she's like, uh, she sees one of her friends and she's like, oh, the familiar scent of Chanel number no. five, because my best friend has been wearing this since she was 18. And I was like, ill it. First of all. And she was like, oh, you know, I, she's always been so much classier than me because I've, I used to do like cotton candy bath and body works spray or whatever. And I was like, okay, pause. First of all, a Chanel number no. five stanks. It is nasty. And it is only okay for someone over the age of 75 to wear it because it's expected. Wow. I but actually don't mind Chanel number no. five. I'm not gonna I lie. I fucking think it's disgusting. <laughs> it smells so. Na- it smells like old lady. And I, I I'm, like, and I'm nice. like, you're wrong. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I kind of I had a feeling this might be the, the fact because I know you like flowery smells and I don't. I do. Uh, so so for me, like Chanel number no. five is just like toxic. And I'm like, I would much rather spray some cotton candy bath and no. body spray. Ugh, hundred percent disgusting. I'd rather smell like candy than smell like an old lady. Sorry for being cooler than you, Val, but it's true. That's fine. I would rather smell like an old lady. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool. (laughs) But anyway, that was like a bad omen at the beginning. I was like, uh, first of all, I find it super like just lame and pretentious, pretentious, an 18 year old wearing Chanel number five. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's like, God, of course. But also to me, it's also like a bit lazy. Like Chanel number no. five is just like a lazy choice to say someone's rich. Like I would have gone for like yeah. Creed or like Tom Ford or like something like that that she's wearing. See, and it makes more With sense for someone of her age. <laughs> exactly. <Under. laughs> I love Creed. <laughs> but like, yeah, Chanel number no. five is just to be like a oh. That's a rich people person. That person? Yeah, perfume. yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's true. It is. It does feel like just such an, an interesting pick. Yeah. That at least beautiful, by the that, way. At least Con Candy Bath and Body Works has a bit of personality behind it. Nah, what? Chanel and the fact that she's been wearing it since she was like 
15. Wait, did go, she? Like, girl, stop. You, but I uh, know I thought that part was just what she said she wore back in the day. I don't think she still wore it. No, I think she, no, she said she that she still. She still? Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, good for her. It's better than <laughs> And it's cheaper, so like, yeah, that's fair. That like get value for your money at least. Exactly. (laughs) Um. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, happy place, bad but, and (laughs) I'm glad that you agree with me. I saw that a friend of the podcast, Alice, had given her like four star. I know. I need to talk to her about it now. (laughs) I haven't spoken to her about it yet. Find the like timestamps and be like, you can skip to this time. Yeah, you just don't listen to that part. Uh, but I'm uh, glad that you agree with me because I was worried that I was yeah. gonna want to bash this entire book, and you'd be like, actually, I really liked it. No, I was. It glad was a struggle. Yeah, to good, get through. Good. As it should. <laughs> and uh, so, so this has been also eye opening for me because I think I've realized I don't like. Emily Henry, as it turns out. Yeah. Because um, I just think I really like Beach Read, so I thought mm-hmm. I really liked her as an author, but every book since I have not liked. Like, yeah. Um, I think I gave it a somewhat favorable review when we did People We Meet on Vacation on a podcast like two years yeah. ago. But yeah. the more I think about it, the less I like and the more it annoys me. And I really did. I like had this as well her. the other yeah. day because I was going through like some of my like things I've rated pretty highly and mm-hmm. as you know like first year of the podcast I wasn't really reading much and I was like I had lower standards I didn't really know what was going on. and I was rating things like a lot higher yeah. now that I read a lot more and I have more of an idea in my mind I was like wait I gave people we meet on vacation five like thinking back wait you gave it like, five <laughs> I on my goodreads people we meet on vacation has five stars I'm like Damn. Yeah, wild. And I, I just wouldn't rate it. Like, at most, I would give it a three now, probably, thinking back. Um, yeah. With the, the more book knowledge that I have in my brain. So I'm making smarter decisions now, at least. That's good. Yeah, I think um, I think when we did the podcast, I had rated it four stars, uh, mm-hmm. which I, I think last year downgraded it to three, and I think it's more like a 2.5, really. But <laughs> it's, it's not, to me, as annoying as Book Lovers and Happy Places, but yeah. it could just be that the, like... Um, that I'm getting less and less patience with her, or she's getting progressively worse. I can't tell. It could be that. Yeah. It could yeah. be that. Anyway. So, <laughs> and it just got to the point where, like, everything annoyed me in the book. So, yeah. like, even when they, uh, like, name drop uh, the characters from Beach Read at one point in this book, I was like, ugh, shut up. <laughs> I literally didn't even pick up on that. Not even gonna uh, lie. <laughs> Honestly, like, I was skimming towards the end. I mean, this was near the beginning, like, when they go to the bookshop and he buys that coffee table book that she freaks out about. Oh, yeah. It was it was in, like, that scene, I'm pretty sure. Okay. They mention it or something. I can Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. That's... Um, and, and to be fair, to be fair, yeah. uh, bashing a straight book is really great for Pride Month, I think. Yes, I think exactly. That, yeah. On brand for the month, at least. We are trying to oppress straight people. <laughs> God. 
uh, might have to edit that out. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, we're okay. <laughs> we're joking. If I get canceled, I don't mind getting canceled for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Shall we get into our book? Yes, we shall. Let's do it. Um, I literally just finished this book, so I'm hoping uh, I'll be able to explain it well. Probably not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, we have Lose You to Find Me. It's uh, more, I guess, so obviously his first book, uh, Apocalypse, very dark, very, uh, you know, broody. There's a lot going on. Yeah. His second yes. book, very different vibes. like more of, A lot more lighthearted. A lot more lighthearted, rom commy, more like, you know, mm-hmm. you know. So we have our main character, Tommy, and he works at in a retirement community, um, waiting tables. He's trying to get experience because he wants to become like a bake, like go to bakery school or whatever, culinary school, <laughs> whatever you call it. Um, and he wants a letter of recommendation from his manager. So, and she's like, oh, I'm going to give you three trials before I write you a letter um and one of them well not one of them but like he also has to like take the new newbie the new employee under his wing turns out (gasps) the new employee is (laughs) i don't know whether i should leave that in or not um if i do take it out cat just did the biggest freaking bug ever right in my ear it was insane i might just leave it in um <laughs> because oh, sorry, jesus sorry. christ i tried to keep it cool i could not um <laughs> that was honestly grotesque um okay where was i um yeah so the new the newbie that has started um is gabe and it turns out he is like tommy and him were like besties at camp when they were like 15 no, when they were in fifth 11. grade. I don't know what that means. Eleven. Okay. Um, when they were that young. And they were like, he's like, Gabe is the first guy that made uh, Tommy realize like he was gay and he had feelings for guys. Um, but then Tommy disappeared from camp one day and they hadn't spoken to each other since. And now he's back working in the same place. So he's like, oh my God, this is a sign we should be together. Um, so they get closer to each other. Turns out Gabe has a boyfriend already. So that makes things complicated, even though they kissed. And they're getting, like, uh, closer and they kind of like each other. But obviously, he's already got a boyfriend. And then we also have Brad, who um, is someone that is closeted at, in the beginning of the book. And Tommy and him, like, hook up sometimes. And he's, like, a hockey player, like, typical jock, whatever. Um, there, lots happens in the book. There's a lot of different things going on. Um, I will spoil, spoil the end so if you want to read it spoilers um but basically it turns out that tommy and uh gabe just weren't right for each other at that time even though they thought they were and brad comes out turns out to be a big cutie and tommy and brad actually get together in the end (laughs) so that's like the main the main essence of the book there's obviously a lot more in between which we'll talk about um but yeah cat let me know yeah what did you think okay um, so going into this book, obviously, I I was a little apprehensive because of how much I loved his first book. 
And because of how much it seemed like a tonal shift, just if just looking at yes. the book cover, you know, it yeah. already it feels very different. Yeah. And um and then starting the book, it feels different as well. So, you know, yeah. apprehensive and I'm reading yeah. it, I'm enjoying it. That's great. And we get to a scene. Um it's Halloween and mm-hmm. we meet uh Gabe's boyfriend, Victor. And we realized yeah. it's kind of a douche or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's not going to last. And that's how Tommy and Gabe are probably going to end up together. But Tommy kind of walks off because he's upset about this interaction. And that's where Brad shows up randomly. And he's dressed as Burt Macklin from Parks and Rec. <laughs> and he's like such a little cutie patootie. And I was such like, a little cutie patootie. And in that scene, I was like, oh. It would be so great if Tommy ended up with Brad. I just feel 100%. like they are so adorable, and I would just 100%. love it. I and I was like in my head, I was like, I think, I think like Gabe has too much going on, and like, yeah. um, and I'm hoping that maybe they realize it's it's not working, and he, he ends up with Brad. And I was like, but that's not gonna happen. Tommy yeah. and Gabe are on the cover. <laughs> that's not gonna happen, obviously. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, because I was, like, really rooting, and the more I read it, the more I was like, I'm just really rooting for Brad. He's, like, yeah. such a sweet little himbo, and I yeah. love him. And, and like, he kept, like, trying to ask out Tommy, but Tommy was so used to seeing Brad in the box of, like, hockey player who's in the closet who just wants to secretly hook up like he had him yep. in that box and he was so distracted by Gabe that every time Tom, uh, Gabe, uh, Brad oh my god <laughs> <laughs> sorry every time Brad the hockey player would try to ask out Tommy or like actually have a conversation with him like Tommy was so oblivious to it and I was just like just open your eyes he's right there and, and then I and I was like but, like, the further it got, the more I thought it just wasn't going to happen. I was like, no, it's going to be Gabe. It's going to be Gabe. And then he ends up with Brad. And I was literally <laughs> so giddy, happy. Yeah. Like, Me I too. have... It's been so long since I've read a book. And I was just so giggly and happy reading yes. it. Like, it yeah. was euphoric. <laughs> Especially and, Brad at the end when more of his personality is coming out. Oh, he's more comfortable with who he is. He is the, the fucking cutest At the graduation party when he's so oh excited about all the food. I <sighs> love him. He is so cute. So anyway, that's my long way of saying it. I absolutely adored, loved this book. It was... Yeah. So good. Such a great second book. Like it doesn't, yes. it doesn't, it seems super different, but I can see, I can, I can read him in the writing, like Eric J. Brown. I can read it in yeah. uh, the way he writes his characters. I feel like he just has such a way with characters. Like there yeah. was obviously other than Victor, who's meant to be a villain in this book, there was no character I dislike. It's like, it's not even yeah. that I, I didn't even dislike Gabe. I just didn't think him and Tommy were right for each other. Yeah, 100%. And, and I loved Ava, Tommy's best friend. She was, I loved her. And she, uh, it, uh, on page 224, I know I literally <laughs> this page. I but on page she tells it to straight to Tommy. She's like, you are, like, your obsession with Gabe, you're, like, seeing someone who's not there and he is yeah. not good for you and you need to wake yeah. the fuck up. And I was like, she is so real. And, you yeah. know, part of it was just me wanting him to end up with Brad, but part of me was like, yeah, she is speaking nothing but truth. <laughs> yeah. Je- like, 100%. She's such a great, like, 
supporting character to yes, have. Fantastic. And James as well, a big goofball, loved oh, him. I loved, I loved like everyone at the retirement yeah. home that was. Yeah, the residents as well. Oh, like Al so cute. and Willa. Oh, yes. Those are two of the, the the like main residents that that Tommy speaks to. Uh, they yeah. were both queer and they are the best. I love the them. Cutest. They were so sweet and yeah. funny and like oh, such a great such a great book. Like and the yeah. humor hit like I laughed out yeah. loud at certain points like yeah it was it was like a complete opposite of happy place a hundred percent and like as I was so first of all he's like insanely good at like fleshing out characters as well which yes 100%. I know we shouldn't be comparing to happy place but it's just because we were just talking about it which like yeah they all felt like so one-dimensional as characters exactly. and there was like nothing to them but then with this book you just feel like he's thought so, so much about cat, And there's so many dimensions to them. And, like, when I first mm-hmm. started reading, I was honestly sceptical because Me too. the direction I thought it was going, especially with, like, Tommy's already got a boyfriend and he, uh, because of gay. all that and everything he... Oh, sorry. Gabe already has a boyfriend. And because of all that and everything going on in his life and whatever, he can sometimes be not a dick, but, like, he'll ghost Tommy for days. He's a bit inconsiderate. He's not... And yeah. I'm like, I... I'm not feeling this, like, love story. Like, I'm rooting for exactly. Brad and Tommy. I'm not feeling yeah. And, like, to me, I was like, when your debut is all that's left in the world and it's, like, such a game changer of a book. And mm-hmm. it was, I was like, I'm not sure what's going on here. It doesn't feel right. Yeah. And then yeah. at the end, or, like, when you kind of realise that, actually, Where... they're realising that even though they kind of had a crush on each other in camp, they weren't right for each other. And he went for the person exactly. that was right for him. And I was like, yes, this is Eric J. Brown. Like, that. he's... Giving me like it. what he does, he just gets <laughs> yeah. it. He gets, he gets it, and it. I, <laughs> I loved it. I just wish my the only downside is like not enough Brad. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I want, I want this entire book again in Brad's perspective. 100%. Like I want to see his journey. I want to see his journey. I would read that. Yeah. Um. Cause and like like you mentioned talking about Gabe is like yeah you're reading and I'm like and a lot and he does. He, he makes a lot of mistakes, but you feel uh-huh. so much for him because he has yeah. been manipulated and yeah. also, like, he's had some major trauma that yeah. uh, he talks to Tommy about. And so he's been through a lot and you feel yeah. for him and he's cl- and clearly all that he's doing, the mistakes he's making, is yeah. a result of people, like, being really toxic around him yeah. and... And so I felt so bad for him and I loved him and yeah. I wanted every I wanted good things for Gabe so I almost yeah. felt bad for being like I don't think he should be with Tommy but yeah. I think there's bigger and better things out there for Gabe too it's 100%. just wasn't Tommy they and were... it didn't end back like at the end they're still like really close friends exactly they, he Brad. he's like he's great for you he seems yeah. really nice like everything it so it doesn't end perfect. toxically either like no. it was they just both recognize that, right, we are not right for each other right now exactly. in this point in our lives. Like, there's too much going on. This yeah. person is the one that who is right for me. And I thought that was so nice and such a nice message. Yeah, um, exactly. I, 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 he has such a way with characters. Like, yes. Uh, and, and it's just crazy to me because I feel like I've read so many of these, like, YA books where you want some kind of similar conflict, but the, the authors almost never managed to make it so the at the end of it, all the characters still end up likable. They haven't done something that's yeah. put me off of them. And yeah. I think it's pretty amazing that how he does that. I'm just like, yeah. 
chef's kiss. All the kudos to Eric <laughs> J. Brown. He I is great. I awe. can't wait I for whatever he whatever next. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I'm reading it. Like, I'm so yeah. excited. He's he's now on my list of uh, immediate buys as soon as I yeah. think there's a new book. Yeah. Uh, so cute. Yeah. So oh. yeah, um, I mean, if we're gonna go into, oh wait, no, before we start star ratings, I have a few okay. little things to mention, like yes, just please. like silly little moments in the book that I want to talk about. Oh. First up, <laughs> I have never felt more old than when he said he saw the Avengers when he was six years old. I was, like, was literally, you know, like the meme <laughs> of that woman that she's got all the algorithms around her head. Yeah, I was like trying to figure out like how I was just like, that was me when I read that. It was and I was like, like that was like, is... if the Avengers came out in 2012 and he was six and it's only like 2016 now, I think yeah. that's, that's impossible. Wait, we're 2023. It's been 11 years since the first oh, Avengers God. came out. Yeah. The math I had is the exact same mapping. reaction. Yeah, the math <laughs> is mapping and it's depressing. It's depressing as fuck. <laughs> Um, um, the second thing I haven't really talked I mean I've talked a lot about how much I love Brad and he's like a sweetheart but I also want to talk about how much I also loved Tommy our main character yes. I like yes he's a little delusional when it comes to Gabe but I love that for him and it is very relatable and uh, and I love that his um, the start to his plan of action to get when he finds out that Gabe has a boyfriend he's like but I think we'd be better together. He was like, I'm just going to take advice from You Belong With Me by Taylor Swift and everything's going to work <laughs> yes. out. And I'm like, I, that is iconic behavior. A hundred percent. From Tommy. I love that for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So funny. Um, yeah. I also... I, I just, yeah. No, go on. I was just say, saying that he has like... And he does like... Uh, so the author does such a great job with Tommy of lending like obviously he's funny uh but also like the perfect amount of angst to make him mm-hmm. interesting like you find yep. out that, that his dad has passed away and he's wants to like go to the same culinary school that he went to that his dad never got to finish and he wants yeah. to do that for his dad and like how baking makes him feel closer to his dad and it's all just very sweet and emotional yeah. and it gives like richness and depth to the character uh, yeah. that makes it such a great read to have I agree. him as a main character. I agree. He's a great, great main character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. He has the, the humour, but also, like, all of this other stuff going on in his head, but he's also, like, yeah. super kind and compassionate as exactly. well. He's just, like, such a perfect little main character to have. And to yeah, follow. without... Like, he's perfect in the way, like, he's perfect to read. He's not a perfect person. No, uh, exactly. So it doesn't feel like uh, like a disen- disingenuous person, like, who's just, like, too perfect. It's just, like, yeah. but he's such a great, it's a person to root for and to love and yeah. to read. Like, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, and just to go back to Brad, not that I'm like obsessed with Brad or anything. Um, <laughs> Me neither. No <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Literally every scene I was like, is Brad going to show up? Is Brad about to Yeah, like, up? where's Brad? Is Brad show up? <laughs> <laughs> so many moments um, where I was like, someone comes in, is it Brad? Is it Brad? And it wouldn't be. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I think that's insane for someone who shows up in the book like four times. Like, I know. And, like it's it is so, insane. I and I love so that much. he didn't go with the trope of like like I don't think I've ever read the trope of like closeted jock who just wants to hook up with the gay kid at school a few times who's not like a violent asshole. Um, yeah, exactly. He's just like, like someone who is struggling with his sexuality but then goes yeah. to therapy to figure himself out exactly. and then becomes comfortable with himself enough to like ask Tommy on a date and I think that is shelf's kiss. And I love that like uh, at no point was Brad like a dick about it uh, like no, <laughs> like there's a few times where like Tommy f- it, like thinks that Brad's being a dick. Like he was like, oh, we hooked up, and then afterwards he ignored me. And we later yeah. find out that turns out Brad was just sick with appendicitis. Yeah, and so he just like was out of it and didn't yeah. even realize Tommy was there. <laughs> and you're like, okay, I, I you know that is miscommunication. I can get on board with. Like yeah. that's how it's done, where it's like realistic. Exactly. Uh, exactly. and like just kind of and like a minor thing uh, that makes sense because they're just two people that have hooked up a couple times they're not like yeah. in a eight year long relationship anyway yeah. uh, <laughs> but um, wait I was gonna say oh yeah so like at no point is Brad actually mean or a dick uh, he's, no. he's like quiet and he's, and he's self conscious and he has issues but he doesn't take it out on other people. It's clear yeah. that he's like more internalizes it. And, but but throughout the book, he's been trying to get better, and you get hints of it when he's trying to yeah. speak to Tommy, trying to have a yeah. real conversation. And then later on, at near the end, like you said, he said he's been in therapy and he's like taking it so seriously, and it's so sweet. And I, I ha- I cannot praise Brad enough, honestly. Yeah, and the fact that him. like he's like. Like, at the beginning of the book and, like, in towards the beginning, it's, like, whenever he laughs... Like, he only really laughs when uh, Tommy's around, first of all, where, to the point yes. where James is, like, what is that sound coming out <laughs> yeah. of your mouth? Which I thought was so Aww. cute. And then, that like, so towards cute. the end, because he's, like, so comfortable in himself, he's just, like, this massive goofball. Um, exactly. And I just think it's, so like, the cutest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my God. That's... Uh, I know you just said it, but that scene uh, when he <laughs>, laughs and James is, like... <laughs> laugh make it like making fun of him or whatever but like good heartedly yeah. and it's just like so sweet <laughs> to think that like Tommy is the one who made him laugh like the that. only like, one I, who makes him laugh I had like the biggest heart eyes reading Stop. that it's just like ugh. it'll so be cute. such a fun book to reread knowing how it ends yes and just like I'm just gonna put like little hearts in the margin every time uh, <laughs> Tommy interact because I was really thinking like Brad was gonna because there's hints of like he wants to say something more to Tommy and yes. stuff like that but I was really sad that like he was gonna end up heartbroken and Me like too. he would end up with Tommy I was like I don't want this but then yeah. he doesn't <laughs> and it was it's funny so it's actually like really funny it's like the title of the book is such a big hint to hundred percent and yet my brain was just like, but there's no way. They're on the cover. They're going to end up together. 100%. So but like, not only not only the title, but the little subtitle as well is a massive oh, hint. And I don't think I read the subtitle. What is it? So I don't think it's on like the the main cover, but the cover I have, which might be the UK one, mm. um, says sometimes love isn't on the menu <laughs> and it's like the biggest uh, hit. It really is. We're so and you delicious. just don't think about it 
That's so funny. Yeah. Um, that's so funny. I was just like, I think part of me was like protecting myself because I, like, I didn't want to really think that him and, that Tommy and Brad were going to end up together just to get my heart broken and them not yeah. end up together. So I think part of yeah. you, for like the longest time, was just like, there's no way, that's not going to happen. You got to yeah. bring down the expectations. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I even had like a thought that maybe they're going to get together and it's going to be like, uh, there's going to be like an epilogue chapter that's going to be like five years later and like, uh, Tommy and Brad have now broken up and Tommy and Gabe reconnect or whatever. And it's like a hinting at like, he had it to lose him to like, Ugh, for yeah. it to become a thing. And I was like, maybe yeah. that's what's going to happen. I was like, well, at least I'd get some Brad and Tommy, but it's not, I'm so happy. It's not how it Yeah. Happens. In my mind, they're like together until they die. So hundred percent. And Gabe's their best friend and Ava's their yes. best friend and Morgan yes. is there and James is there and they're all friends. Yeah. They're a good yeah. friend group. And Gabe is happy as well with someone. Yes, he's and found Everyone's happy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not ugh, Victor the Creep. Ugh, fuck off. Ugh. Ew. So gross. <laughs> I hated him. Disgusting. <laughs> Me too. What a douche. What a douche. <laughs> anyway. What is your rating of this book? Well, this is really hard, but it's a solid <laughs> ass five stars. Uh, so, I'm so shocked. Yeah, Eric Drew Brown, two in a row, five star books. Wow. Yeah. What that about, is insane. What about you, Val? What's your um, I was thinking like a one. Um, are you thinking of Happy Place? <laughs> <laughs> It was the easiest. I finished it on like five stars, no question. Yeah. Like, obviously. Oh, I so it. cute. And for something, I'm sorry, like the debut, like to have your debut book be that insanely good and like mm-hmm. so, in, like so, I don't even know, like the adjectives aren't even coming to me. Like, it's so yeah. good. And then to have your second book with like a completely different change of tone and vibe. Exactly. And to have it be so that good and good. another five star. Like, it's good I'm for you, Eric J. Brown. I'm, I'm so shocked that, like, he managed to nail both books that are, feel so different and, like, so well. Like, I've read authors where multiple of their books are five stars, but they tend to be very formulaic and more or less the same thing, and I just dig it. This yeah. is, like, definitely more of a feat because they're just yeah. so different and so great, both yeah. of them. Like, ugh. Eric J. Oh, Brown, we love you. Please don't yeah. turn out to be problematic. Please. We Please, love you so much. for the love of God, don't be problematic. Please. And keep writing books that are just yes. this good. Yep. Please. <laughs> Please. 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 <laughs> Our mental health rides on it, so yeah, no exactly. pressure. Yeah, exactly. No pressure. Um, okay. Yeah. So I think we should, should go on to our casting picks for cheeky this Cheeky casting. Week. Yes. Let's do it. Um, let's start with Vic. Ugh. Yeah, let's do Victor, Gabe's boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend who's six. So he's a little older than, so all the characters are like senior year of high school, they're 17 slash 18, and yep. he's uh, at least 21 because he bought booze for the teenagers, which are yep. red flag number one. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> fucking weird that a 20 year old 21 year old is after high schoolers but anyway yeah literally literally uh, <laughs> so um are you starting or am i starting um you can stop okay uh so who i picked i was like okay who can play a douche and that was you know obviously <laughs> my criteria and also to preface Kat and I are now old, <laughs> so yeah. it's hard for us to cast seventeen-year-olds and twenty-one-year-olds. Dude, yeah, I don't they, watch. Back in the day, it was fine. These was days, fine. I don't watch anything with like teenagers anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a bit of a struggle, but uh, I did my best. I think I I think I did not too bad. Um, yeah. So for Vic, I'm ready. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> Um, think of this actor about 10 years ago. Uh, oh, God. Okay. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, he hasn't been very active in the last 10 years, so it won't be hard. Okay. Uh, no offense to this actor. Uh, so I've casted Hunter Parrish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Vic yeah. for sure. That's such a Vic, right? Like, you're like, no way. Um, yeah. So I'm thinking of him, like, during Weeds, when he was in that show yeah. Weeds, like, 17 yeah. again, that vibe, you know? Yeah. But also very handsome man. I do... Oh, he's also super hot. Hunter which, Parrish, you know, gorgeous. He's so hot. But, um, which <laughs> helps, I think, because if his character is such a douchebag, it would also help understand why Gabe lets him get away with some of that shit. Yeah. Because he's really yeah. hot. <laughs> he's hot. He's exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, love that. Perfect. What about you? Um, I try to keep mine within the realm of the ages, uh, even though most of these people I've never really seen in anything. <laughs> um, but my Vic just looks like a bit of a douche, even though I'm sure he's a lovely person. Um, and I've chose Tanner Buchanan. Tanner He was in Oh, yeah. He Cobra was in Kai. He, he was in that movie with uh, the TikToker, Addison... Oh, see, I never saw that. I haven't watched it either. I just remember people yeah. meeting that shit. Oh, oh, the remake of She's All That. That's what it That's was. That's it. Yeah, he's all that. I Yeah, I just um, remember the memes of that. <laughs> so I saw was he a douche in it? Because no, he, he has played douche vibes. The, no, he played the quote-unquote ugly nerd that they had to make hot. Of course he did. Of, <laughs> of course. course he did. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> He's got like the perfect chisel jaw and like yeah, bright exactly, blue eyes. But like, no, no, you're the. <laughs> I, think, I think like he ha- they put a beanie on him and was like, look how ugly he oh, is. He has a beanie. <laughs> Not uh, the beanie. No, yeah, a beanie. Is it like that's something that people have traditionally thought is hot uh, at all? Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, anywho, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's good. Um, I think that he would, he could play. I honestly, he'd play a more believable like douche <laughs> than a nerd who's yeah. needs a makeover. Literally. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so give me your Ava. Ava. So this is Tommy's best friend, and you know what? Yeah. I was like, let's go for the girl of the moment, uh, Halle Bailey. Me too. No way. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She has the perfect vibes for Ava. I perfect was like, vibe. I was going trying... between her and Storm Reed, who I also think has like oh, really good Ava vibes. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I chose Hallie in the end. Yeah, she's just like uh, yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah, we're in perfect agreement. Uh, she yep. would nail that role. She and 
She's a queen and she is the moment, so why not? She is, she literally is the moment. <laughs> um, love that for us. Yeah. Yeah, that was easy. Um and it's been a while since we've had a uh, similar casting, so that's fun. It has. Bring that since back. the toll, do we want to say? No, uh, no, it's since uh, Ben Barnes for The Dead Romance. Oh, yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Where we casted Ben for the character of Ben, because we're original. We're so original. Uh, let's do Tommy, because he turned out to be... Tommy? Not okay. the main character. Uh, sorry, Kate, why Gabe. do I keep mixing them up? Okay, Gabe. I was like... Tommy, the main character? I know. <laughs> Tommy like, turned out not to would... be the main character. I we Brad is the main character, last. okay? <laughs> I mean, he is in our hearts. <laughs> uh, Gabe, you mean? Yes, Gabe. Okay. Yes, I do mean Gabe. So, I took a bit of liberties with Gabe as well, okay. but you're just going to have to deal with it. Um, okay. And not call me out on it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, again... Um, so I went with uh, Keenan Lonsdale, Love Simon era. Keenan. So Lons. T-E-I-Y-N-A-N. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm with you. Anything. <laughs> I, he has a good vibe. He has the right vibes for him. Just don't Is say he like older than me? <laughs> and. Love Simon era, like five years ago. Okay. Okay? Just, yeah, just yeah, yeah, let yeah. it go. The okay. picture I'm going to post on Instagram is going to work. Everyone's okay. going to be like, yes, he looks great. To be fair, that's all that matters, I think. Thank you. That's the picture I reflect. <laughs> I was like, I knew uh, this was going to be my most like, <laughs> like, great, Catherine. But I just think I, if I pick the right picture, it's fine. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's okay. We've all been there. We've all we've all exactly, been there. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um. I mean, to meet you at your um liberty taking, I've yes. done a shameless repetition. Um, Is it gonna be Michael? <laughs> yeah. I was totally gonna cast him, but I was like, he's I'm no. so- <laughs> We're just gonna cast him. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. He's like perfect. Wait, yeah, he so, actually works so well, so and he's for, like he does work really well for the role. To be fair, <laughs> and I was so close to casting him, be like, fuck it. But I just wanted to find something different. But it's yeah, definitely you should have just done it. I really should have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry. Home, there's not that many like. Cool. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Latino actors. There's not that many. Yeah, um, that's true. So Hollywood get better representation because. I agree. You know, because so it'll go. be easier for us to cast exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Oh, you might want to say the actor's full name because I don't think we did. Sorry, Michael Cimino. Yeah. From actually, um, uh, also from the Love Simon. I know. Universe from Love yeah. Sisters, so that's fine. <laughs> but also, wait, did I not? Is it, was it not all that's left in the world? We also cast him in. You did. You did. Yeah. So same <laughs> yeah. universe. Oh my god. So same universe. Yeah. You. So for both Eric J. Brown, you've casted uh, Michael. So love that fun. for me. Which actually, uh, sorry. Anyway, continue. We'll continue. No. Uh, <laughs> should we do Brad? <laughs> yes. Okay. So what I was gonna say is, funnily enough, my Brad is Kit Connor. 
Oh, I almost went for him as well. Because you also casted him for all this life. No. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Which is kind of funny. (laughs) Would have been funny if you had picked him and also Michael. But but honestly, Kit Connor, perfect for Brad. Perfect. The Golden Retriever vibes. He's such a Golden Retriever uh, human. Uh, (laughs) And And he's handsome and he seems like he would be such the sweetheart that Brad is and um, yeah. literally perfect. Yeah. Better. I like that. Well yeah. done. Thank you. Uh, my Brad, um, I've only ever seen him in like two movies, but I think he's such a cutie. Um, and he does have, again, like the kind of build of maybe like a bit of a jog, but I don't, I just think he would be such a sweetheart. Um, and that is Asher Angel. Asher Angel. Who are you? I have no idea who this is. But really? Cool. Uh, he's, the only thing I've ever seen him in is Shazam, the movies. He um, plays like the young version of him, Shazam. of Zachary Levi. Um, okay. But yeah, he's cute. I mean, he's no Kit Connor, but sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no one no one is Kit Connor. <laughs> no one's Kit Connor. <laughs> um, and then finally, our main character, Tommy. Yes. Um, I had actually a pretty good idea of who I wanted to cast for Tommy, um, from the start, and I think I'm pretty happy with, uh, my casting, and it's Noah Schnapp. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, because I think, well, first of all, I love him in Stranger Things, and, um, he kind of had that sweet face that I would imagine Tommy had. Yeah. And I would make sure he doesn't have a bowl cut for this movie. I promise, guys. I promise, guys, I will get rid of the bowl cut for this movie. Yeah. It's so, it's so hard of me for, like, for me to think of him as older than, like, Stranger Things. Um, well, to me, he's 18 now, so he's actually, like... I know, brain. which is mad. Um, yeah, I know, right? Um, so I'll have a good picture for you guys for Instagram where he looks yeah. a little older. Not uh, also, 12 years old in the Upside Down. You're making this like 18-year-old kiss a 31-year-old, so that's like a red flag, but it's okay. Listen, it's... Okay. <laughs> My thought... Okay, okay, okay. hear me out, hear me out, guys. Um, I'm hearing you out. <laughs> I struggled with Gabe, and I was like, whatever. What matters... What matters is Tommy and Brad, and they're both 18, the actors, and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's so, all that matters. So shut the fuck up, Val. If that's the real mother, reason, if Tommy. You say another <laughs> word about Gabe, I Tommy swear to God. Tommy and together. <laughs> you say one more thing. <laughs> and I'm canceling this podcast. I'm recasting if you say yeah. one more thing. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, so, uh, my Tommy, I was gonna say Gabe, Jesus Christ, I need to, like, get my head together, um, is a pretty cute, pretty cutie, um, and he is Joshua Bassett of High School Musical fame. Oh, Joshua Bassett. I heard Schuer, Schuer Bassett, and I was like, excuse me? Josh, I heard, I I missed the first (laughs) syllable, so I was like, it's- Oh, you just heard the end. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> like, I was like, the fuck uh, yeah, no, that's a great pick. Uh, I think he's uh, cute. He's such he's a cutie. Cute. Yeah, um, and and I personally think 
that he has he got way too much flack for the Olivia Rodrigo stuff going on. Yeah, like, I don't really know I the whole story. I think everyone needs but... to calm down. To me, it sounds like teenagers <laughs> broke up, and obviously yeah. she wrote a sad album, and everyone was like, yeah. how dare you make a person sad by breaking up with them? And and to then date someone else afterwards, that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone just went against him, and I kind of felt bad for the guy, because it doesn't yeah. sound from her songs he necessarily did anything wrong, other than not want to date her anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's a cutie. <laughs> he is a cutie. Yeah. That is it. That's our casting. That's it. Right, we did it. Pretty good, Didn't I would say. It. Very yeah. good. <laughs> Okay, fine. You know what? You know what? No more Keenan. It's gonna be Michael. I've changed my casting. Is everyone happy now? <laughs> it's fine. We'll just get a time machine and bring Keenan back. Exactly. To so Keenan and Hunter, they're going in a time machine and it'll be fine. It'll be perfect. Listen, I didn't want to. I really love this book, so I wanted. I wanted actors that I liked. I didn't want like, you know. Yeah, 100%. I didn't want to hire the guy from She's All That because I don't respect (laughs) She's All That. The remake. I just want you to remember this moment the next time you get a ship for my money. I know you won't. (laughs) That's the problem. Um, But I'm glad this moment happened. Um, And I'm glad I'm editing this one because... I get to, to be keep it all fair, in, including your burp. To be fair, okay, I will just say if you mention this again, ever, I will <laughs> talk about your castings for Five Survive, which I have not spoken about because I've respected <laughs> you, but your I'm casting sorry. For, the ages of your cast, casting for Five Survive is so whack, and I haven't said anything because I'm a good person. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. At That's least. You've casted okay. the two youngest looking people and youngest in general are the oldest characters, you know? So don't, don't come to me. Don't come to me talking shit, okay? Because I will bring this up every single time. <laughs> I think you need to calm down, first never. of all. I will never calm uh, down. I have no we... show and I will yell. <laughs> we cannot end this lovely, beautiful book review. <laughs> On an argument. Okay, 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 okay. We're not arguing. We're just... I'm just blackmailing you into never speaking of this again. (laughs) Fine. All right. (laughs) Do you want to um, have the lovely job of announcing what's next? Oh, well, I would love to. Uh, So what's next is a bit of a mystery to myself as well. So, you guys, I'm sure you, because I'm everyone at home listening, you all have your calendars, you've been writing down the yes. themes of each month, you've been counting yes. down the weeks, figuring out when the new podcast comes out, and you've probably, because you guys do this, uh, have realized that, hold up, there is going to be three podcasts in the month of June, not two like yeah. usual. Uh, yeah. What's going to happen and what's going to happen is it's going to be wacky, guys. Things are going <laughs> crazy. Um, you have, since I've known you, you've never said whack. And now you've said it twice in the span of like really? five minutes. <laughs> 
things are just going really wacky these days. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> um, so we're actually don't have a book for next week. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. We're gonna do some out of the box things. We're just gonna have a little chat. It's not gonna be a specific book we're gonna talk about. We might we might uh uh do some quizzes. We might talk mm. about roundups of what we've read so far in the year. We might talk yep. stats so far in the who knows what we're gonna do. It's gonna be crazy. You guys are not we might talk about it. Taylor Swift. We might what? talk about <laughs> We usually don't, but maybe no. this time we will. Maybe. Yeah. So 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 it's gonna be a little bonus episode, even though it's just yeah. a regular scheduled episode. But it, we're calling it <laughs> <laughs> this episode. It's a bonus um, episode. Uh, we're gonna take a little break from podcast books. We're just gonna have a little fun little chat. Um, yeah. And so keep an eye out for that fun stuff. And you guys are gonna yeah. love it. And it's gonna be really exciting. And um, yes. we got so much prepared for it. Just so you wait. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yes. Right, Paul? We have so much prepared. It's got Yes, yes, yes. We do. It's, it's, we're so prepared. Um, because yes, we, are. we usually are. That's the motto um, of this podcast be prepared for everything. Be prepared. At all time. We, we're as prepared as we normally are. We've scheduled everything we want to do, talk yes. about the games we want to play. You know, it's going to be the best. So, we have like scripts written on our phones and everything. Scripts. There might be some. <laughs> <laughs> it's got scripts. It's got scripts. You guys, it's, it's gonna got... be crazy. There's scripts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I've gone delirious. Um, I think so. It's too hot here. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, yeah. Eric J. Brown. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day. Yeah. You, if um, anyone deserves a good day, it's Eric J. Brown. It's him. Uh, good day to everyone, but Eric. No, wrong way round. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Goodbye. Thank Bye. you for listening. <laughs>